0: Having the right TMS is vital in supporting freight broker growth. Partner with TIE Software to optimize your processes and compete with confidence. Get into the automation, data insights, and cash flow optimization game. Request a demo at tiesoftware.com. Welcome back to another edition of Tech Call. Today, we are talking about all things bulk shipping. Don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter on FreightWaves.com if you haven't already. Today, we are joined by Nick Scheip, Director of Premium Transportation at Circle Logistics. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate being back again. I am very excited for today because one, I know virtually nothing about bulk shipping other than there's a lot of it. And two... (laughs) um i am excited to finally have you on check call i feel like we've danced around other shows and other um you know summits but today we finally have you on check call so before we get too far into the intricacies of bulk shipping why don't you give us some background on you and how you got started at circle
1: yeah absolutely um once again thank you very much for having us back on here you know uh anytime that we can not only get our name out there but join the calls and and talk a little bit about what we do i think that's a a huge plus here so um, again, I'm, I'm Nick. I'm uh, Director of Premium Transportation. I've been with Circle for five and a half years now, and uh, I've had a few different roles here at the company, but I've been in my last role, uh, per se, and, and new title here uh, for about the, the last three months in the title, but uh, responsibility and, and role for about the last three and a half years, so... Um, started with Circle. Uh, came out of the insurance business uh, after about nine, nine and a half years, and uh, started and led part of our sales team uh, that was here. Started that during uh, you know 2019 when we we're kind of in a very similar free type of atmosphere as what we were in 2023, and and hopefully coming out of in, in 2024. And uh, so I I led and and did that on our brokerage side for about nine ten months uh, there and then uh, an opportunity came along where I was able to take part of our account management side uh, run a few of what we distinguish as pods uh, within our segment here <laughs> excuse me and uh, managed what was it uh, managed about 20 25 accounts and five directs uh, employees there to Um, some of our larger shippers that we had there and then uh, opportunity came where I was able to take our our expedite team uh, over and manage that where it's our our higher volume our premium transportation and uh, then COVID hit and uh, that kind of shook some things up but but actually introduced us into the the bulk realm of things and so that Kind of got our introduction into the bulk game and that, you know, just kind of blossomed itself into what we've been doing since COVID hit. And, um, you know, we've we've branched out into different sections within bulk and continue on to this day into 2024 and further.
0: So basically what you're telling us is that you're, uh, you're, the, you're the man who can do it all. Like, you know, the memes of get you a man that can do both. Nick's the man that can do it all.
1: We try. <laughs> we absolutely try.
0: I absolutely love that. Um, Okay, so for today, we're breaking down bulk 101, you know, bulk for beginners, if you will. What is, so basically, first of all, what is bulk shipping and what is usually shipped via bulk shipping?
1: Yeah. So when I look at bulk, I've always broke it down into really three different categories. Um, You're going to have your lubricants, fuel, chemicals into one section. And then you're going to have your food grade into another section, and then you're going to have your dry bulk into another section. Now, each of those can then break down uh, just as dry van or flatbed or anything else, right? It it, it gets specialized and it goes further and further and further and further down. Uh, but usually, you can break it down into the the liquid chemical side, and then you could break it down into the the dry bulk side of things, and so. Uh, the products that go into that it, it is vast, but you have to think about it. It's the start of almost everything that you're going to ship. It's the raw materials that are coming in for your perfumes, for your dog food, for your, uh, you know, oil that you're putting into your cars, the fuel that you're putting into your cars, you know, a multitude of different things.
0: So basically, I when you said like the dry and the, the liquid together for some reason my brain wanted to put both of them together in one container i know that's not how it's done but you know i kind of have like a oatmeal picture going on but i also like that it's you know you have your liquids and everything like that which is something that i've heard of before because you know one of the places i worked at that did bulk shipping they did um bulk liquid chemicals and you know it was real fun and all those hazmat permits and all that so not the ones that you want to see uh have an accident on the highway basically Um, but then also, you know, the grains are kind of, those are the ones that end up getting to like cows and animals and things to eat. So, um, that then we end up, you know, eating later on and you're right. It is like the beginning of everything. It's like the, just the raw materials that we then shape and form into everything that we use every day. Um, and I kind of like that. And I always forget that those have to get somewhere too, like, just like everything else It's got to move.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, you know, it, it. No discredit to the drive. Uh, I've I've done a lot of business within the drive van and the flatbeds and the expedites and straight trucks and springers and everything that comes into it. But it was always a, if it fits, it ships. You know, let's get it rolling. Um, but when it comes to the bulk side of things, there's a lot more of an education that has to be had, uh, whether it be obviously the specific types of tanks. You know, and again that. Gets branched out between, you know, the liquid, the chemical and the the dry side, uh, the fittings, the receiver requirements, you know, as crazy as it is, you know, if there's drops that even go along with that and the temperature of what that product can be during the time of the shipment. And, you know, yeah, you could do reefer type of shipments and, you know, obviously a refrigerated vans. But with that being said, there the temperature of a product can go below it and you have to steam it. Um, so, you know, there, there is quite a bit that comes into it and, you know, you talked and mentioned, you know, obviously the been you know, you think about, oh gosh, a, a fuel spill or an oil spill or anything like that. And, you know, still to this day, I remember sitting at a conference and for bulk and, uh, one of the craziest stories that one of the safety people came out and was like, yeah, we could talk about all those safety things, but what happens when you spill a gallon or a, a fuel or excuse me, a bulk tank load of milk? and you're like oh it's not that big of a deal right well what if that milk goes into the stream that has the fish that's underneath there and now that fish is spoiled over there you're like those types of things are very serious and now you're calling you know the epa and all those things so it's like wow there there really is a lot that has to go into it and you know your safety is a huge part of that um you know to to make sure that you're doing it and and furthermore you know we operate as a broker within that so we have to take it a step above and make sure that our carriers are, are dealing with that as well.
0: That is something that I didn't even think about cuz like you see a you you see like a dry van like has turned over or whatever and you know you'll see maybe beer cans or baths as of cereal or other stuff like that but an entire tanker of milk like yeah it's not really going to hurt anyone but it it, it actually is going to do some damage. And that's just, that's something I didn't even think about. How, often, how common are giant tankers of milk like that?
1: Uh, I mean, daily, right? So...
0: I think I just always think of, like, the milk and like, the gallons you buy at the grocery store. I don't ever think of just, like, basically, like, what gasoline comes in, but of milk.
1: Taking it from the farm, typically, to uh, the distribution centers that are then, you know, obviously redistributed into those gallons. So... Just like you know the chemicals for the perfume or cologne that people wear. I mean, it, it all is the raw material that then has to be taken in and then packaged.
0: That is, um, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of mind blowing to think about that because I just always assume that those like circular um, kind of tanker trucks, they always, I just always assume they had like gasoline in them, not necessarily like other things. Yep. Huh. Okay. Well, I guess when do you know that you need to? Like I guess, is there ever a chance where like you're gonna have a bulk shipment versus just like stuff on pallets? Like I know that it's kind of common with like agricultural seed, but is you ever have like that? This could go bulk or this could be on a pallet, or is it usually very clearly like divisively one or the other?
1: Yeah, um, for the most part, it's pretty decisive. Um, the customers do that. Now we have had some customers, um, and a lot of times it does come up to the availability of the truck. Um, you know. I've talked in previous uh, conversations, right, about the funnel, um, and you know, drive vans are always at the top, and then you know, just kind of segments down there. Uh, within you know, lubricants per se, uh, those lubricants you know can go in totes, and sometimes you know, uh, an automotive facility may need five thousand gallons of you know to keep their production rolling for that vehicle but there may not be that tank truck that can make it in time so they may expedite a a tote that's got 500 gallons of oil that will at least keep that that line rolling for four hours five hours while they're trying to secure a a tank truck that goes through so there are a little bit of times where you know hey the the decision of x or or y do we do we make the choice between that truck but no it's it's for the most part, I mean, it's it's very common, hey, we're going to go, this is a bulk shipment or or this is a dry van shipment or, or flatbed shipment.
0: Okay, I kind of like that. It's like that we'll get you over the hump, but for the most part, traditionally, it's going to stay in the bulk land of things, um, which I just, I don't even know how. Okay, so like, how do you even begin to find a bulk carrier? Like, do you just post it on a load board like you would anything else or... Do you just like call Johnny, who knows a guy who knows a guy that has bulk, or do you just do both?
1: Yeah, so um, I've been very fortunate. I've got a very good group of people that that just solely sourced the carriers. There, um, there are a few boards that are out there that you could post up to, but um, you know, not to change subjects, but obviously there is the, the fraud that that goes along with and on the boards and things like that, and uh, it's it's not as um, what's the right way to say it? Um, not as fruitful as DAT, let's say. Um, DAT is a great resource when it comes to dry vans and flatbeds and reefers. Um, there is no DAT. And I'm going to trademark this because maybe that's my next way to make 000, 000, is, is, uh, a million dollars is have a DAT for bulk shipments. But uh, um, there, there really isn't that type of DAT load board uh for for those types of shipments. So you really do have to work within that network. Um and so, you know, the the, the group that I, I have has done a tremendous job at really networking with those carriers, building those relationships. And it's a very small, tight knit network. Um uh, because again there there is a lot of cost that comes into play when you're talking about the trailer cost uh for those those types of shipments. So you know um they're they're not always as trusting uh to the broker because they just don't know who's operating within that customer there so uh word of mouth is a huge thing and you know taking care of our carriers of what we've been able to network within as has allowed us to oh billy bob is with this company the meta about the next shipper it goes on to the next one and then so you know word of mouth has helped us but a lot of it is is you know Reaching out, fighting the local areas, developing the relationships and, and going forward.
0: That is something that, first of all, bulk shipping, load board, sign us all up. Um, I know that what EXO, we've had them on, they do the same thing for flatbed. But when I did flatbed shipments, I didn't know anything about it. And I needed specifically the low boys with, um, so it's a kind of a smaller group within that. And So I literally would call someone and be like, Hey, I know this isn't your route, but do you know someone? And do you know someone who knows someone who knows someone? And then eventually you end up talking to these, you have like a a guy for each region and you're like, Hey, who do you know? Because look, the only thing I've learned is that those drivers talk and they love a good gossip sesh. So they're going to know who does what in each area.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we've we've definitely ran into that, right? And uh, you know, there there's been some there's been some crazy conversations that go along with, with that.
0: I think that any conversation with the driver starts at like a baseline level of entertaining, and then it just kind of goes from there. Um, especially once you get once you get to know them a little bit, then you get the the real fun. Um, but moving away from you know sourcing those carriers, so you have a shipper who is a bulk shipper, you have a carrier who loves hauling bulk you How do you even begin to price that? Because for like dry van, you know, you kind of have a very, there's a whole bunch of tools out there to help you price it. And, you know, typically when you're so specialized in an area, you kind of have a feel for it. But like, I don't, do you just kind of like throw a number in the air and say, yeah, sure, six grand sounds great for this load. Or like, how do you even begin? Because it's not necessarily like the commodities are the same. So like, where do you, where do you start?
1: Yeah. Um, so they're, they're obviously there a total shift in the entire market, right? And, and that shift happened um, all the way from sprinter van to bulk trucks. So uh, traditionally when we got into it and the amount of volume that we were seeing during that time, uh, we just priced at round-trip rates. Uh, and, you know, with that, uh, it, we had so much volume that we would just send that truck back empty. And what you have to think about when it comes to bulk one of the cost saving measures that allowed us to do that was okay if we're charging six bucks a mile that may seem really high but it's truthfully only maybe 289 to three bucks a mile because that guy's coming back empty but he doesn't have to get the tank washed and so then now we have less time in that tank to be able to say okay we're not waiting eight hours, nine hours at the take wash to then be able to reload out of that same facility going to another delivery that would be there. Um, One of the things as we started to build our, you know, network around it was, is okay, how do we work within the customer's, you know, section? So can we start to think about round trips and everybody wants to get back down to Texas because Texas is the hotspot, especially when it comes to the lubricant and chemical side. Okay, can we take a shipment that's out of Texas, bring them up to the Midwest, maybe have them deadhead to 300 miles because that's not a lot in the bulk world, but does that bring them back down to Oklahoma? And then if we're doing that, now we're closer back to Texas, they're deadheading back there. And so then we were able to present cost savings to our customers and saying, hey, you know, we're still treating this like round trips for ourselves, but we're using your freight, to get that truck back to here which we're then presenting you know a better cost to you know them and so now we're maybe charging them 350 a mile instead of six bucks uh so you know obviously there is that uh, but then you know it, it does change between the commodities there um whether it's a hazmat shipment or it's not a hazmat shipment if it's a um you know, specific type of steam that needs into it or specific type of wash. That's not necessarily reimbursed. correctly. Um, the product has a lot to do with how that is dictated on there. Um, and we've had some crazy products that we've, that we've had to transfer that, you know, is insurance is not cheap. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that, that gets directly correlated back to the cost of that shipment thing. Um, and so, you know, that that can unfortunately raise the, the quote-unquote rate per mile um, just to encompass all to that. Um, as I've talked and, and continue to, you know, the, the funnel is pretty low. So relocation of those trailers, you know, we did a project in December for a customer of ours. And, you know, we were relocating trucks out of Texas to california to take a shipment to illinois um you know just in that you're talking almost three thousand miles on a shipment there and it's like i mean that 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 raises the rate so um you know our our, our carriers do a, a really good job of being honest on the rates of that we need um we take those rates to the customers our customers we've had a really good relationship that we've you know kind of moved within the network there um you know through obviously when it was a a broker's mindset um and the customers needed us we stayed fair to them um the customers have stayed fair to us and obviously they utilize you know what the market has turned to them now but they didn't completely just drop the rates as, as low as possible because they know that these trailers can be reconsigned to the products that maybe may be paying more at that at specific time so um It's had its ups and downs when it comes to the rates, but I would say it's a lot less drastic than what I've seen the rates on the dry van and the flatbed and open deck style rates that I've seen within the last year and a half.
0: I think that the more specialized you get, the more like that, like, especially like on the shipper side, like they know that they have a very specialized thing that they have to do. And they're pretty understanding when you come at them with like what may seem like an exorbitant rate in the dry van world. They're pretty understanding. They're like, oh yeah, no, we know it's kind of expensive to ship our stuff. So whatever you got is great. Um, but I felt that in my soul when you said that you've taken trucks from Texas to California and to move it to uh, Illinois. I've, I've taken stuff from like the middle of like the West coast to go to Iowa, to go down to Mississippi. Like sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And you got to find the freight when you, you can find, you got to find the, the, the equipment when you can find it.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, I've I've always prided myself when talking to the customers, hey, this is this is where the rate is coming from. Just, just simply, you know, putting it, it's not just us marking it up, you know, forty five percent because we know you're you're absolutely in desperate need. It's hey, you know, because your product is a hundred and fifty thousand dollar in value or two hundred thousand dollar in value, um, you know, the, our our insurance costs increase that way. Hey, we have the. Deadhead a truck for uh, an extra 900 miles to make these shipments happen. And I think that goes a a huge, huge way with our customers to not only just lock us in, uh, but gives them justification of of why this rate is this
0: amount. And I think that transparency is something that you learn so well in that specialized freight world um, that you kind of have to do it because you have to say, hey, this is where it's coming from. Like, this isn't me just trying to take advantage of a situation. Um, cause I know that that transparency doesn't always exist in the dry van world. So when you have someone that comes over from the dry van to, you know, kind of start learning some of the more specialized spray, you kind of have to say like, no, we don't hide things here. Like we don't, we are very open and transparent and you know, it's, it's, it's much more of a work together process versus just like, I'm going to take care of this and I'm going to get this moved for you. So Nick, we are running out of time today, but there is a question and we, we asked you some other questions, but this is, Specific to check call. And uh, everyone that comes to the show has to answer it. Are you ready for it?
1: Absolutely.
0: Is a hot dog a sandwich?
1: Okay. So I have done a lot of research on this. And I've thought about this a lot. But I have a question back to you first. Are we talking about the actual hot dog? Or are we talking about the hot dog that you eat?
0: So you're talking about basically with a bun or without a bun. Flicked. Well, this is the this is this is the, this is the argument. You know, is it all a sandwich? To me, a hot dog itself is the 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 dog. You know, like the the old dog sans bun. But if you're talking about in the argument of is a hot dog a sandwich, that implies that it is in a bun. So, and to me, it's not a sandwich.
1: All right. So I'm going to disagree with you. If we're talking about it that's in a bun, then cooking wise, culinary wise, it's within a yeast roll, even if it is split, it's a sandwich.
0: Okay. All right. Um, I, I I see your point. I disagree. Cause when you go into like a nice Sammy, like a nice deli, they're not gonna have a hot dog sandwich. And when you go to the ballpark, you don't walk up to the hot dog man and go, Hey, can I get one of them sandwiches? But that's okay, you know, to each his own. Uh, but I see your point from the culinary's perspective, um, and I love that. So if anyone has any questions on, uh, you know, your take on hot dogs and sandwiches or anything about bulk shipping or any kind of that specialized shipping, where can they find you outside the show?
1: Yeah, so uh, Lake is a great, obviously, resource you're able to look me up on there. Um, our website has some of the details of what we have email address bulk at circle delivers um gets my whole entire team that's involved uh they are available 24 7 they are a great group of individuals that you know uh specialize in different areas so even if you are uh looking at you know dry or liquid or chemical um it, it goes to the entire group and then uh you know my individual email and chipe at circle um dot com we're, we're certainly available 24 7
0: awesome and i am going to request that if anyone has any cool bulk storage deliveries or uh, any cool bulk any cool bulk stories um you gotta tell you gotta let nick and i know because i just love hearing the i just love hearing the cool ones um so you gotta let us know because they're the best but other than that thank you so much for joining us today, nick no problem mary thanks for having us on again you can find, check out the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to check out all the other incredible Freightwaves podcasts and see you on the internet.